Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm going to be launching a series of college to career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp. And then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live and it's led by me over Zoom. And you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Jonathan Javier. One of the big pain points, as you know, that so many college seniors struggle with are the requirements that show up in many job descriptions, practically in all job descriptions, but they say things like the number of years experience. And for the entry level positions, they'll say like one to three years experience required, right? And it's so intimidating. And I know that there are a lot of young people who just won't apply. Yeah, it's definitely intimidating. And don't be don't be scared to apply to those roles. But the thing is, like I said before, try to network with people at the company, because, for example, if you know the hiring manager or recruiter for that role and you build rapport and you show them that you have experiences that maybe you don't have three years, maybe you have like half a year, maybe you have one year. Maybe you have the minimum qualification. But the thing is, be able to build that rapport with the professional or recruiter, they can recommend you and put you forward in the interview process. Absolutely. And look, the truth is, when I prepared for this interview and I looked at your LinkedIn profile, Jonathan, I counted up, in your case, five different internships that you had when you were in college. You may have even had more, but those were the ones you included. And you were working at places like Sherwin-Williams, Coles, Mm -hmm. Goodwin Organics, and even a vaping company. (laughs) I'm not going to give you too much shit about that one. But in most (laughs) of these roles, you did marketing and branding. And you also worked at the front counter at UC Riverside Student Rec Center. If you had a client 
come to you today with that experience, which P.S. to me is like, this guy is a hustler in all the best of ways. How would you advise this client to package that experience and sell it to recruiters in tech to get that job that wants them to have one to three years experience? Yeah. What I would say is tailor your role towards the position that you're interested in in tech. So what I used to do is like, for example, for Kohl's, honestly, I did store management, but I I said instead on my resume, which it's the same thing, operations intern. The difference between store management and operations intern is significant because operations is a huge field in tech. So if you're able to change those specific titles and put them directly towards the niche of the tech company, it's good, especially for filtering. So that's what I tried to do for that aspect. And then also in my positions, what I would suggest or for someone who's just like me who does that, make sure your positions, whatever the bullets are, make sure they're tailored towards whatever the position in tech is. So for example, if you're trying to get a strategy and operations analyst, make sure there's strategy and operations in those bullets because then you're able to match the job description and then get the job. Amazing advice. I know another topic that you have spoken on a ton is on the art of networking Mm -hmm. because there's networking and then there's networking. And by that, I mean like authentic, strategic networking, not just Mm -hmm. reaching out randomly and connecting with people without a focus in what you're doing. So how do you recommend, Jonathan, that our young listeners, those who are still in college, about to graduate, can really be strategic about the way they network? Yeah. What I would say is, well, a lot of people will say reach out to alumni from your organization and universities, which makes sense, right? I mean, that's one of the most basic advices that you can give. But another thing as well is look for people with your similar background and that have similar tastes and passions as you. How you can do this is if you go to whoever's profile, you go to their about section, you can actually see exactly what they're passionate for sometimes. They'll put it in there. And then mention it in your message because then you're connecting with someone who's a very similar passion as you. And that in turn will incline the other person to go reach out to you and be like, hey, I'd love to chat some time with you. That's how you do it. And that's how you're able to build that rapport, which could lead to those opportunities. And then how do you recommend they prepare for those conversations? Because my friends, you need to prepare. Don't just hop on one of these calls. Jonathan has notes that he has posted on his LinkedIn profile. It's a snapshot of the notes that he took preparing for one of these calls that he was going to have because the man did his homework. (laughs) Yeah, I would say like definitely do your research on the person. Ask questions where you can answer their answer with your own answer. Yeah, for example, let's say that you're trying to get into a data analyst role and you're talking with the data analyst. You just say, hey, you know, I saw that you are a data analyst, and I know data analysts utilize SQL and Excel for their role, how are you able to be able to utilize that in your current role? Because then when they answer and they say, yes, I do, then you say, oh, I utilize SQL and Excel with XYZ, because then that shows you're a qualified candidate and that you're just like them, except you don't have the job yet. So you're basically playing back or echoing what it is you've heard they use. 
And are exactly. you saying you use that language then when you reach out to the recruiter? Exactly. Because then you interview, let's say the data analyst there, you take all the notes and then you talk to the recruiter and then you say, oh yeah, you know, I've been able to do this is this because you already translated whatever he or she said into what the recruiter and so the recruiter is going to know, oh, this person has done their research and knows what this role entails. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.